Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Hour three of VSIN Primetime alongside Jeff Parles sitting in for Sean King. If you missed it, Sean did join the program. Still fired up about his Green Waves victory over USC in the Cotton Bowl 46 to 45. And uh, one more college football game to go. Good stuff from Ari Wasserman from The Athletic joining us. And should be a good week of, uh, of previewing the national championship. Uh, the market right now is, is moving slowly in the favor of TCU as 12 and a half. So I see our friends over at South Point are 12. So we'll see. Um, I thought when this number em- initially emerged on New Year's Day, at 13 and a half or so. I thought we would head to 14, um, but that has not been the case. Slow movement. Um, you know, I saw John Ewing over at BetMGM tweet out today. I'll give you the specifics, Jeff, of early betting numbers on um, on this game. And it is, here we go, 22% of the bets on Georgia. 22% of the bets on Georgia. Mm. Our betting splits over at vcin.com. 22% of the bets on Georgia at DraftKings. I don't know. We'll see how it all uh, how it all plays out. Um, I saw a quote. Our good friend Patrick Everson over at Vegas Insider chatted with uh, John Murray at the Westgate. He expects it to be a public dog situation. I think the quote was, no one is racing to lay double digits. So uh, we'll see. I'm just going to sit back, 
wait, see how low this number gets. Here's the interesting thing um, is in big games like this, Jeff, how low will this money line go? Because we see it in Super Bowls, we see it in isolated games where the public is going to want to grab the money line price on TCU. They'll want to grab the points too, but they want to have a little bit. So do we get a suppressed money line? Now, I'm not saying we're looking at $2, 3 I mean, is this going to go south of $4? I think it's possible. I mean, the way it's been moving, folks, it's already moved a dollar uh, at some books. This thing opened as high as minus 550. It's down to minus 450 at some books, including where we sit here at Circa. I think BetMGM's at minus 450. I'm not one who loves laying, you know, $4 prices on the money line. I'm, I'm ultimately going to lay it with Georgia. We'll see how low we get. Um, but that's going to be interesting. I'd be curious to see how low this money line gets with the folks r- taking the money line price on TCU. So I don't think it's as big of a mismatch as the game I'm going to reference because this, the way the betting pattern is gone so far. And we look, this could change on a dime. As we know, people mm-hmm. could say once it gets to a certain level, all right, this is down to le- 11 somehow. And oh, gosh. all right, give it to me, baby. Let's lay, let's lay with Georgia. This is not quite – the way this has bet, been bet so far kind of reminds me of that Oklahoma-LSU semifinal where mm-hmm. it felt like everyone was on Oklahoma and the number got so low. It almost it, – it got down to – got down sub-10. And that game was over on the second play of the game. <laughs> and that might even be uh, elongating the fact that it was over sooner than that. But, I, again, I don't think it's that type of mismatch because that LSU team was – that LSU team might be the greatest college football team of all time. It's yeah, possible. That's for sure. And, and in the discussion, in the discussion, and this Georgia team is is very good, but not good as, as good as they were a year ago. But I, again, at some point with TCU, I mean, they got two pick sixes against Michigan and still won the game by one score. Two pick sixes, a fumble at the goal line, and they, a, and then another. I mean, and look, a fourth and goal stop, a fourth and goal stop, and another possession inside the five-yard line in which Michigan scored three points. Right. So my biggest question here is is this, and I just saw this tweeted out. Um, in Ohio State's loss to Georgia, this is from uh, Stats O'War on Twitter, who's a, a really good college football uh, follow. Uh, he said, four Buckeye receivers combined for 93.5% of their targets, 95.4% of the yards. In TCU's win against Michigan, one Frog accounted for 33% of the targets and 72.4% oh, of so, the yards. So that's Mr. Johnston, then. Quinton Johnston is a pro. Pretty good. He's a first-round pick wide receiver. He's a stud. There's no denying that. Can Georgia take him away or limit him? And that's the question I think we're going to find out in this game. And you got to remember... And I didn't ask this to Ari Wasserman, and I, I should have. And I know, and, and people might be rolling their eyes out there when I say, you know, it all comes down to recruiting, because that's not totally true. We've seen teams with lesser stars win big games. But what Ari has kind of always championed in is when we do get a champion, when you look at how they've recruited the last four years, more often than not, they're – one, two, or three, right? And that's kind of the way it's it's been evolving. Ohio State is in that realm every single year. They've got dudes. 
even without Jackson Smith and Jigba and Travion Henderson. They had dudes. And Marvin Harrison Jr., if he doesn't get hurt, I think Ohio State probably wins the game. Kind of like last year in the National Championship. Jamison Williams get hurt. Jamison Williams gets hurt. Kind of changed the tenor of that game. I'll also say this, and I know I've been very pro-Georgia and, and leaning towards that way. I mean, I'm going to bet Georgia, let's be honest. Stetson Bennett, I thought, played poor. Until he, didn't ha- until he had to step up at the end of the game. I think he's going to play much better. Brock Bowers was at a massive Bowers impact did not, Bowers basically did nothing against Ohio State except for the one big play. Uh, look, still, I don't know how he got that first down. He, oh, I thought he, he he definitely did on the replay. No, he did. I, no, no, no. I'm saying yeah. how his body contorted. Yeah, no, it was Matrix style how he, he got over the line. Yeah, I don't know. A, a human Jenga, basically, to get over the line. But, hey, look, uh, I, I'm with you on Bennett. I thought Bennett was terrible for three quarters and then the fourth quarter played as well as he could have. But it, it is just interesting, too, because we're talking about, like, elite talent. There's never been an argument about Ohio State's talent either. Mm-hmm. That was the thing that we're – Again, we thought going into the year, remember, even the, like the Superbook put out a prop where Alabama and Ohio State play each other in the national championship, and it was plus 350 when it opened, and I thought that was light because of those teams' talent. Chris Andrews came on. We were still doing the nightcap at the time. Sean right. and I were doing the nightcap. Chris Andrews came on and said, Ohio State is my highest power-rated team. Now, he has, of course, adjusted those ratings as the year has gone on, and pumped up Georgia and brought down Ohio State, but he came on the show Friday, and he said, I make this number three between Ohio State and Georgia. You know, and it was your classic pros versus Joes type of game, right? Where it was the betting splits were on, Ohio, uh, were on Georgia. And this kind of reminds me a little bit of last year. The SEC championship, everybody was on Georgia. Alabama beats them. Then they play again for the national title, the number has shrunk by, I think it was three or four from what it was. Everybody's on Bama. Georgia wins the game. Now, did they get aided by Jamison Williams getting hurt? Yeah, but they still won the game. So it's almost, what did we see last? We saw Georgia's struggle against an Ohio State team, Jeff, that seemed to be overrated in the people, a lot of people's minds because they got blown out in the second half against Michigan. Mm-hmm. They're without their top wide receiver, without their top running back. And then we saw TCU pull off a big, stunning upset, and now they're a double-digit underdog. So why wouldn't I go ahead and take the points? Be careful. The only thing is, this TCU, careful. This TCU team, Tim, just to play devil's advocate real quick. Oh, please do. Has defied logic all year. Absolutely has. And, and- I look, I said this. <laughs> I said this. Again, when they played Texas, and I said, I, I didn't lay the seven with Texas, but I was confident Texas would beat TCU. At home, college game day, everybody's on TCU, popular dog. What happens? Gillespie, Joe Gillespie, the uh, defense coordinator, absolutely pants Sark. Sark. He was phenomenal. They couldn't run the ball. They, you know, we had Bijan. They couldn't do anything. The only mm-hmm. touchdown Texas scored in that game was a scoop and score. Yep. It was a defensive touchdown. So, look, TCU, to your point, it's a great point. They have defied a lot of logic. They have proven a lot of sharps and odds makers wrong this year. But are they going to be wrong again? I don't know. When in doubt, I like to I like to side with the odds makers here. They made this game 13 and a half. And like you said, the look ahead line was north of two touchdowns. And now we're sitting here at 12 and a half. What did, what did Ari say? 68 
blue chip players on Georgia's roster to 17 for TCU? 68. That's just laughably high. 68. And, and again, Tim, I, I will say this because, look, I was banging my head against the wall a lot betting against TCU this year. I was uh, there again, with you. Again, that West Virginia game, it's still three months ago, and I'm still like, aggravated about it. I had So here's the, <laughs> here's the funny thing. Can we pull up TCU's schedule? I just want to point something out here. So I bet TCU against Kansas because Kansas at the time was America's team. They and, were. And TCU was laying – it opened six and a half, and I, I played it, wrote it up for the website at six and a half. It closed seven and a half, so Kansas technically covered because the game we, landed at seven. We both won that day. Because you had six and a half, and I had seven and a half the other way. And we then both won that after day. After that game, I was on a, a torrid pace to fade TCU. I faded them against Kansas, Kansas or Kansas State. They were up 28-10. Obviously, that didn't work out. West Virginia, I faded them. I faded them against Texas. I faded correctly against Baylor. And then I faded them in the in the Big 12 championship. I did not play the Michigan TCU game, even though I was this. I, honestly, like Jeff, I had the phone out. I was ready to fire on TC or on, on Michigan. Michigan. I was yeah. ready. They have proven they deserve to be here. But I think what pays its toll to me is now you got to do it again, man. And you got to do it against the best team in the country. You just did it, and now nine days later, you got to do it again, which makes it so challenging about the college football playoff. The beauty is they play this game. That's why I love doing what we do. We can all make these points. Someone's going to be right. Someone's going to be wrong in a week. It is V-CIN primetime. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. -O. 
witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM, state-of-the-art technology, and fan-friendly specials every day of the week visit betmgm for terms and conditions must be 21 or older and physically located in nevada please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 alongside jeff parl sitting in for sean king this evening i am tim murray we'll talk more college basketball coming up bottom of the hour some big games coming up top of the next hour jeff uh some top 25 showdowns and uh, none bigger than Kansas and Texas Tech. So we'll talk to our good friend Jim Root and get his thoughts on on what to uh, what to expect. Did you bet something in LSU Kentucky or no? No. All right. LSU, no, I stayed out. LSU Kentucky underway, uh, an unranked showdown, just like we all anticipated between LSU and Kentucky, and uh, LSU off to a fourteen to thirteen lead. But yeah, Kansas, Texas Tech still to come this evening. Texas on the floor against Kansas State, Mississippi, Alabama, Virginia, Pitt. Uh, and then a game that I'm involved in, Fresno State, baby. Let's go Bulldogs. They were my team in football. Hopefully, Jay Kaner can uh, give him some encouragement into this uh, spot against the undefeated New Mexico Oh, he's not, he's not a dual-sport athlete? I was hoping he would be. <laughs> I was hoping he would be. Um, I, I do want to pass this across. Uh, this uh, was tweeted out about a half hour ago mm-hmm. uh, from Cameron Wolf, who is a NFL network reporter. Uh, he said he spoke with Dorian Glenn, who is DeMar Hamlin's uncle, and he said his nephew is on a ventilator, but he's improved to 50% oxygen needed needed after being at 100%. Still sedated, but main focus is recovering to breathe on his own and hearing lungs. So uh, there's your your latest update uh, on DeMar Hamlin. Obviously, the uh, the outpouring across... You know, not only just the sports world, just everywhere you turn um, is is really strong. Um, you know, we've seen uh, the number of uh, folks donating to the uh, GoFundMe page that Demar Hamlin started uh, to try to uh, to have um, 
toys for for children who uh, can't afford them. Um, so it's uh, hopefully this is a, a very good sign. You know, obviously we are um, you know keeping our eyes uh, you know peeled if anything. Uh, the Sabers, the Buffalo Sabers tonight uh, wore all as a team wore love for three shirts entering their game against the Washington Capitals. So you know, obviously um, you know, we're keeping our eyes. Uh, uh, appealed to everything that's going on with uh, with Demar Hamlin uh, and uh, and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, as I mentioned, when it comes to the the betting side of things, uh, Bills Patriots game off the board, um, you know, Bengals Ravens game off the board. So uh, still uh, still a lot of TBDs on that. But uh, hopefully this is very good news. Uh, report coming out about a half hour ago uh, regarding Demar Hamlin. All right, no easy transition obviously from that and obviously severity. Uh, of what is happening there uh, involved uh, in regarding uh, DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. But, you know, a couple spots that we've talked about, Jeff, uh, heading in. Green Bay and Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it has been flexed into Sunday night. Um, I know people were questioning that move because Detroit can be eliminated if Seattle wins on uh, earlier in the day uh, as Seattle is uh, Seattle is a six-and-a-half-point favorite against the Rams. So right now, Green Bay is laying four-and-a-half against Detroit. It's a win-and-in situation for Green Bay. Obviously, the possibility is out there for Detroit to have their chances if Seattle does get upset by the Rams. Would you look at laying it with the Packers here at four-and-a-half? Because I'll tell you this, and I know a lot of people say, well, you know, Detroit might not have anything to play for. I mean, I don't know Dan Campbell personally. I've watched him a lot. Heard from him. You think that guy, even if they were eliminated, you think they're not going to be fighting their you-know-what's off to beat the Packers and to try to keep them from making the playoffs? So, uh, let's go through this. First off, Tim, I, I the way that this weekend was scheduled, I didn't really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this game that's going on Sunday night should be Saturday night. Mm. And I don't really care if you make the Seattle Ram game a useless game. Uh, at least give Detroit, like, all right, Detroit wins, they're at least live till Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but here, here's the deal, Tim. And you just mentioned it. Dan Campbell is not is not going to pull the starters because the game doesn't mean anything. Detroit's going to go all out to try to eliminate the most hated rival for that franchise right now. They're going to go all out to do anything in their power to knock the Green Bay Packers out of the playoffs if Seattle beats the Rams, which, by the way, I don't think that's a gimme that Seattle actually wins that game. They beat a team that was completely completely out of gas and done and unprepared in the Jets on Sunday. I don't think anything from that from the Seattle perspective. You're a Jets fan. Yeah, right? yeah, that was uh, that that was uh, I just I just I just want to very ni- it was a very nice showing by the Jets. Uh, <laughs> but um, but Tim, I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. Because here's the thing with Green Bay's run here. Up until last week he hadn't really beaten anyone during this run. I, I think that is a great point. Yeah. Because a lot of people, you know, and, and and look, you know, you get kind of in it, right? You're like, oh, my gosh, here comes Green Bay. They've won four in a row, which is true. But, but yeah, read it out. I mean, you struggled to beat the Bears. Yep. You beat Baker Mayfield in the second start. Mm-hmm. You beat Tua and the Dolphins when Tua probably played the second half with a concussion. <laughs> yep. And... The Vikings, who, according to everyone, the Vikings are the biggest fraud in the history of humanity. <laughs> so, what's, I mean, they I really... saw a stat today. If you reverse all the one score games, 
that they would be 1 in 15. Yeah, they'd be the worst team in the NFL <laughs> if they had the opposite luck in one score games. But look, I look here and 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 on the flip side of this, Green Bay already lost to Detroit. That was that ugly game where they kept getting the ball in the red zone and kept turning it over. Yep. The 15-9 game. For Green Bay trying to get revenge on a division opponent for one, mm-hmm. two, obviously the obvious one of all, getting the darn playoffs. And Aaron Rodgers has kind of found himself, even though, again, the opponents haven't been great in this run where they've gotten back into things. Aaron Rodgers is starting to look a little bit like Aaron Rodgers. Now, last week last week was so – the game flow was so screwy because of the, the, the block punt that resulted in only three. Cousins throws a, a, four, a fourth and six pick six. You don't see fourth down pick sixes very often. Uh, but look, I, I'm not doubting Aaron Rodgers in a winner-take-all game, especially against a franchise, Tim, that you know will find a way to more than likely blow it in Detroit. Yeah, there's there's no no doubt about that. And let me ask you this about the Packers, though, moving forward, because they have been a, a, a massive disappointment. I had one person tweet me uh, this week. You always tweet us, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. at one Tim Murray. Uh, and, and I'm just at Jeff Barles, easy enough. I was I was double-checking. There wasn't any yeah. underscores. No underscores. Like that. At Jeff Barles. Um, but someone <laughs> tweeted me and said, isn't it interesting that Joe Barry and the Packers defense magically is playing better once Jimmy Leonard didn't get the Wisconsin job and basically became a free agent? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> interesting way to, to put it. Um, but let me ask you this big picture, though, about the Packers. Mm-hmm. So let's say they get the seventh seed. They beat the Lions. They're more than likely playing the 49ers. They're done. They are not beating San Francisco. (laughs) We have seen this too many times now. The 49ers are their kryptonite in the playoffs. I I mean, we've seen this too many times. Last year. Last year when the Packers were so much better than them. two years ago or three uh, years ago? Three years ago. The 2019 season where they go in. Mostert still running against them. Yeah, obviously back in the day when Kaepernick ran for, for 160 yards against them. They just don't play well against San Francisco. And that defense, San Francisco defense, Last week was an aberration. The st- that was probably as good as Jared Stidham will play in an NFL game. Uh, Vegas, actually, even though this will sound ridiculous, some Vegas' offensive skill position players are much better than Green Bay's. And, and Devontae and, Adams. Yeah, obviously. Darren Waller. They, I mean, their skill position guys are much better than Green Bay. And you, you, look, you look in this scenario here, Tim, where if they draw San Francisco, they're cooked. I think they're cooked, at least. Now, if Philadelphia loses, I know you don't want to hear that, and Stop. it's Philly that they play in a two-seven, but the way that Philly would have been would be leaking oil in a big way with three straight losses going in and a not a one hundred percent Jalen Hurts, then I would give them a shot. They would also the other one would be if Minnesota hops San Francisco somehow, which again, if San Francisco loses a game, they got to have it home to David Blau. That would be that would be the most shocking result of the NFL season so far. By the way, Jim Root, his ears are burning. He's joining us bottom of the hour. Big Packers fan, and he said, uh, making sure they're saying nice things about my Packers first, though. So <laughs> I think Jeff believes the Packers are going to win. They should on win. Sunday but night. they're cooked if they play Sanford. I think Jim will even agree with me that they would be cooked Look, if they play the Niners. Just get in, man. Can't can't win it all if you're not dancing. So, uh, correct. speaking of which, where are we at? 94 points for, for your game here? I like where we're sitting at there. Got a real shot at it. Marquette up by, I think, double digits on St. John's. Hopefully we get a couple winners. Jim Root joins us next. Talk some big college hoop games still to come tonight.
VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our Daily betting recaps of top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. This is a limited time offer. Sign up now. Get VEASAN Pro access through the end of March Madness. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Alongside Jeff Parles, I'm Tim Murray. I'm going to call this next segment, Two Mizzou Grads and a Ginger. That's what we're going to call this segment. (laughs) As we welcome on another Missouri grad. Big old flag in his back uh, behind him there. Jim Root at Second Chance Points, one of the fine members of the three-man weave. And uh, you'd be proud of me, Jim. I didn't bet it pregame, even though it looks like that will come home. But I got Shaka as a dog tonight, and we're up 88-79 here in the second half. Catching three and a half, full game at halftime. Shaka as a dog comes home, hopefully, coming home again. That's all you need, man. Just wait for the opportune moment and get in there on Shaka. That's the way to go. I, I would love to hear each halftime speech here. I, I would imagine Shaka's got a little more passion and, and uh, poignancy to it than, than Mr. Anderson's on the other side. So we, uh, we're also sweating out um, Mr. Parles is uh, – Played the over. I love this. Was, this was like this like made me proud, right? You got these two ugly defensive teams, Mississippi State and Tennessee, and he goes over, and Mississippi State doesn't like score a point for the first eleven minutes of the game, but Tennessee's red hot. That's all that matters. Yeah, get get ninety out of Tennessee, and then you're feeling good. I, I did the same thing with Virginia and Pitt later today. Ooh. I believe that tips in a half hour, so another low like mid-120s total that I think is going to be very, very efficient. I'm against the market there because uh, it was it was bet down. But I, I like that over 126, 127. Wait, wait, sometimes the ugly ones end up beautiful, right, Jeff? Well, Jim, you, you can get all the way down to 125 and a half now on Pitt and Virginia. So wow. you really, really have a fun time with that. Uh, yeah, no, look, I, I didn't have Tennessee scoring 95 potentially in the handicap, but hey, whatever works. Uh, in order to get you there at a 122. Uh, Jim, I do want to ask you about a team that goes later tonight. It's not the best of matchups, but Alabama's playing tonight. Alabama hosts uh, Mississippi. It's a 10.5-point line. Jim, just how good is this Alabama team? I think they're fantastic. Uh, like, national title, Final Four contender type good. I think it's them in Tennessee atop the SEC. Arkansas can probably get there. Uh, we're just kind of waiting to see with Nick Smith Jr. Uh, whether he's going to be in the lineup and let them get to their like full ceiling. I don't really feel like Kentucky's going to get there at this stage. So, yeah, the the Tide are excellent. The defensively, especially, is where they're really discovered their identity this year. They're huge. They've got a couple big guys that take away the rim, and then they're really switchable on the perimeter. Some of their young guys have emerged as as really solid defenders. Jaden Bradley, Rylan Griffin, they've added that element. Uh, and even with Namari Burnett out, who's one of their best perimeter defenders, it, it's been no problem. Dom Welch just debuted the the transfer from St. Bonaventure that gives them another element in the wing, a shooter and, and defender. They're deep. They're athletic. I don't know how Ole Miss scores tonight. That's my big concern for the Rebels. Uh, they might be able to turn over uh, Alabama and get some things going the other way in transition, but it could be a slog in the half court. 
And that was that would be what would get me to to side closer to Alabama here. Talk once again to Jim Root. You can follow Jim on Twitter at Second Chance Points. Uh, a massive one coming up top of the hour. Uh, Kansas has not lost since playing the Volunteers as we watched them, uh, which was on Black Friday. So they've been they've been playing quite well, including that. Uh, sorry, guys, that thumping of uh, your alma mater in the middle of uh, in the middle of December. And last time we saw Texas Tech, they went out and pulled a Michigan. They lost to TCU. So they covered uh, though. <laughs> they did cover. So. The market is moving against the Jayhawks here. I even see one shop Caesars that has Texas Tech as a favorite in this spot. So the steam seems to be on the Red Raiders here, Jim. How do you look at tonight's game uh, there in Lubbock? And it's going to be rocking. Like one of the best environments of the year, probably. Uh, Texas Tech, we saw what they did when Chris Beard came to town last year. Somebody that you know betrayed them and left in conference and went elsewhere. That's what Kevin McCullough did. He's a starter, a key piece for that roster last year. Now he's on Kansas. I'm sure he's going to get a little bit of jeering from the crowd, despite his contributions to a sweet 16 run last year. So the, the crowd juice is going to be there. Texas tech per Ken Palm's measurement of home court advantage is the number one team in the country, uh, just based on their performance there in Lubbock in front of that crowd that could matter. Uh, but Kansas did uh, win three, the last five in Lubbock. It's not like it's been a total house of horrors for them. And their versatility is just really tough to handle. Uh, they they started the season one and six against the spread. And since then, they've rallied big time. They've covered a bunch of games outside of that Harvard one right before Christmas. They've been kind of a juggernaut against the number. And it's just that versatility with Grady Dick, McCuller, and Jalen Wilson, all kind of interchangeable on the wing. All can make plays. All of them can shoot, can get downhill. And then DeWan Harris really ties it all together at the point guard spot. So despite the juice going towards Texas Tech and the home crowd, I'm probably leaning slightly towards the Jayhawks here, but winning road games in the Big 12 is going to be a major chore this season. Uh, I'm going to lose my uh, – they're going to come and take my uh, my piece of paper off the wall and, uh, and and take it back in Columbia, but I do think Kansas is the best team in the country. So uh, I, I am with Jim on, on this one tonight. Uh, but I do want to ask you about one that, that has uh, Tim, Tim ready to roll here tonight. And that involves the undefeated Lobos Stinky. of New Mexico going on the road after surviving Ooh. in Laramie over the weekend. They go to Fresno. They take on Fresno State. This is a pretty pedestrian Fresno State squad they're going up against. But Tim likes the Bulldogs tonight. Got to. Man. I even like the Bulldogs tonight getting four. <laughs> what do you think here, Jim? I, I made this about what it is. Uh, I texted Tim. I made, I made it three and a half. So it, it is a stay away from me. But New Mexico has been kind of on the beneficial side of, of some breaks, uh, especially in that game at Wyoming where they really could have, uh, it could have gone either way, could have suffered that first loss. Fresno is a weird place to play. Uh, it's one of the 20 biggest venues in the country uh, by capacity. It's never full, but it is like this cavernous arena Fresno State's a much better defensive team than offensive, so they're uh, they're, they're going to try to muck this up against the New Mexico team that really does like to run with their guards that get out and run a little bit. I lean towards the over uh, on, a, on a total perspective, but it has been bet up. I don't know if there's as much value there anymore. I, I understand the stinkiness here, um, just a real short line for a team that's now ranked, but given their performances relative uh, to like advanced analytic type stuff, I feel like the number's about right, but I hope you get the win here. Fresno going to junk it up for you and knock off the final remaining undefeated. Can't wait. My parents are in town. 
And I'm going to make them watch Fresno State, New Mexico tonight. Be like, what hey, a treat. Sit down. <laughs> Mom and Dad, we're watching. Uh, we're watching some Mountain West hoops. Well, speaking of the Mountain West, we're talking to Jim Root, and because you're here, I just I, I could throw anything at you. So, the Fighting Tim Miles of San Jose State are surprisingly two and zero in conference play. Uh, they just beat Colorado State as an eight and a half point dog. They beat UNLV as a five point dog, and now they're catching ten. You can find a ten and a half. Is it against Boise State? Uh, is this a situation? Jim, where the market hasn't caught up, is San Jose State better than anticipated, or does the rubber beat the road here as they go on the road up to Boise? How do you see uh, San Jose State, Boise State tonight tip off coming up top of the hour? I think San Jose State is legitimately good and probably a little undervalued by the market or, or has been, <clears throat> but this is this is a bad spot. I think the past two games they caught pretty good spots. UNLV had real travel travel issues getting to. San Jose after Christmas break, their best player, Keyshawn Gilbert, didn't get there like until the day of the game, I think. And then they went to Colorado State, a team that was down to eight scholarship players due to a lot of injuries, only real six guys they wanted to use in the rotation. So I think San Jose State benefited from that a lot. Now they go on the road to Boise, Taco Bell Arena, tough place to play up there. And Boise's kind of in this get right spot back home. I know it's a relatively big number, considering that I do think San Jose State's competent, but I would lean towards Boise there. Marcus Shaver, their best guard's getting healthier. Like I said, kind of home, get right spot, buy low, sell high for the Broncos. I would lean towards the home team. Jim, before we let you run, we got about a minute. So we still have games tonight, as we've alluded to, but the, the market's starting to come out for tomorrow. Any particular spots you're looking at tomorrow? We've got Duke, NC State. Uh, we've got... Um, you know, uh, Missouri, Arkansas, your boys are catching seven and a half. So anything initially that, that you were kind of circling to look ahead to tomorrow? So the number is probably going to keep me off of it, but I think the spot's terrible for Missouri uh, coming off two gigantic wins over the holiday break, going to an Arkansas team that's comfortable playing their style and is just off a loss at LSU. I think that could be trouble. Uh, and then elsewhere, I like Texas A&M going on the road to Florida. I don't know that Florida is fully capable of blowing teams out right now. It's about a seven-point spread. Texas A&M is a feisty underdog. Look what they did at Memphis earlier this season. Those are two in the SEC that I think are worth taking a look at. Follow Jim on Twitter, at Second Chance Points. Two Mizzou grads and a ginger. It could become a thing. I'm just telling you guys. I mean, they're looking for sitcoms these days. Jim, we appreciate it, brother. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. There he is. Jim Root. Follow him on Twitter, at Second Chance Points. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Just place a single first basket score prop bet on any NBA game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. If your bet misses, You'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or New York. Alongside Jeff Parles, I'm Tim Murray. It is VSIN primetime. Jeff in for Sean King here tonight. By the way, we're waiting for one more bucket here. I need one point. I need one point. <laughs> what was my prediction? Well, I didn't say prediction. I said, what will work for you? I said 80 to 44 
It's 79 to 45. So and we, uh, we, we're good. We but win. I also have five and a half more minutes. So yeah, Kansas you're good. going to score 90. So Jeff, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Marquette ended up coming back and winning by 11. So I should have been more aggressive taking the money line instead of just taking the points in the second half as Marquette wins 96 to 85. So, all right. You know, good mojo today. I like it. Got a couple winners. Hopefully Fresno State can uh, can embrace the stink tonight because that's kind of what they are. They're not very, uh, not very good. Uh, by the way, uh, thanks as always to Jim Root for joining us. He does like the over. Mm-hmm. So kind of like what you just did with Tennessee and Mississippi State. He likes the over in UVA pit tonight. Total sitting at 125. Uh, so I think that was uh, of the plays. He said he leaned Kansas, didn't seem too uh, too strong on that. He wanna, actually did like the uh, over in the New Mexico-Fresno State game, but I think that number is starting to get away from him. Uh, big one tomorrow, though, for your boys. Mizzou taking on Arkansas, catching seven and a half, and uh, Jim felt like that was a terrible spot. It or is. your alma mater. It's a horrendous spot in Arkansas. I think the biggest problem that Mizzou will have tomorrow is that Mizzou plays not not the exact same style that Arkansas plays, but it's pretty darn close. So <laughs> I would I would be extraordinarily cautious of taking the points with Mizzou, and that is a uh, uh, look as as phony of the as the football rivalry is, the basketball rivalry is a real thing. Well, that thing will be. In Fayetteville, and, you know, before the new year, your alma mater beats Kentucky, beat Illinois right before Christmas, Mm -hmm. so they've been kind of hitting their stride here, and Arkansas has now sat on a loss to LSU for about a week. Yeah, and and Arkansas, even even with obviously the horrible injury to Brazil, still one of the more talented teams in the country, so... And then look, when you, when you down Musselman, that's when he pops up and and, and bites you basically. And, and look, Tim, we're dealing with a dealing with a program that's been in the Elite Eight back to back years. I don't think I, I don't think a lot of people process that that they've been in the Elite Eight the last two tournaments. And uh, this team, I would argue, is more talented than the one last year. Not the one two years ago, but the one last year. This team's more talented. We're looking at the uh, the current rankings, uh, Mizzou. Mizzou not in there yet. Yeah, they just got in 20, right? Oh, there they are, 20. Yeah, there we yeah. go. The 20 facing the 13th team in the country, catching seven and a half. Makes you think. Yeah, I might I might have to. Who knows their alma mater better than the two of you guys? So. Well, we are, we are eternal pessimists. So. True. But I feel like, I don't know if you liked them or if it was Jim, but someone liked them against Kentucky or maybe against Illinois. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I thought I, thought. I, I did. I, I did like him against Kentucky, and then promptly forgot to bet him because I'm a very <laughs> smart person sometimes. Then, uh, and of course, they won. They went wire to wire in that game. All right, a couple other news and notes uh, to close out the show uh, on the NFL side of things. Wes and Femi coming up top of the hour. Let's go Fresno State. Um, we mentioned it, and we'll revisit it. Uh, the Giants are expected. Jeff, to rest their starters mm-hmm. against the Eagles. That according to Dan Dugan of The Athletic. Giants have locked up a playoff berth. They can do no better, no worse. They are the sixth seed. Uh, by the way, get excited for a Vikings and Giants first round game. Um, Give me the Giants. <laughs> uh, but bettable or forgettable, G-Men 
likely without their starters. Do we see the Eagles come out, put it on them in the first half? Is this a blowout? I mean, because as we've talked about, the Eagles have to win this game. They win it. They're the top seed. They win the NFC East. You lose, the Cowboys can now jump up and win the division. Then you go from the one seed to the five seed and being on the road. I mean, this is so vital for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's why we saw a look-ahead line as low as one and a half. It is now 14. <laughs> I mean, I'm not laying 14. I'm just going to sit back. Just, I'm not just, I, just win the game and please bring home my future. They'll, I, they'll win the game. Now, it might be ugly at times, but they'll win the game. Just don't him. Make, I'm not, I'm not laying 14. I'm laying, laying 14. I can tell you that. Even though, again, I know we're not supposed to tease uh, tease numbers that high, but getting 20 in a total in a game with a total of 42 and a half. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I'll say, Tim. Um, the Miami Dolphins are going the wrong way, and they will be without Tua against the Jets. He's recovering from the concussion. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, he, he hurt his finger against the Broken Patriots. finger against yeah. the Patriots, yeah. So uh, you've got Miami at a pick, minus one, depending on where you look, against your eliminated New York football Jets. Oh, the Jets have perfected the win the game that hurts the draft pick. So the Jets are winning this game on Sunday. <laughs> uh, and, and and you know what the, the, the sad part for my Jets are? is they, If they just didn't give up a 51-yard touchdown to a third-string tight end against Detroit, this would be basically for a playoff spot, even though obviously that Buffalo New England game now we, we a lot of things up in the air, obviously there. Uh, but look, I mean the Jets. The last time these teams met, that was right after Tua suffered a concussion against Cincinnati, didn't mm-hmm. play. Teddy Bridgewater got had got thrown into concussion protocol one play into the game, and the Jets played faced Skylar Thompson the whole game, and Thompson actually did all right until the fourth quarter, and then it totally uh, blew up on him. I, yeah, I, I think the Jets are going to win this game. And, and for Miami, uh, this is going to be a very difficult offseason. But for both the Jets and the Dolphins, this goes. This could be very difficult offseasons for both of them because Tim, both of them were in prime playoff position. The Dolphins were 8-3, the Jets were 8-4, entering December. Miami, that tough three-game road trip where we also thought, all right, if they get one, they're going to they're perfectly fine. They got none. Of course, they've lost the last two since. And then we know with the Jets, the Jets uh, have not won since uh, Mike White's first start against the Bears. Yeah. Uh, was it five straight losses? For both of them. For both of yeah. them. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, be a fun one on uh, on Sunday. The Buccaneers, according to Todd Bowles, are expected to play their starters in Week 18. The Bucks locked up the NFC South uh, against last week against the Panthers. Best performance of the season by far by Tom Brady and by Mike Evans. They were both tremendous in this one. So do you believe Todd Bowles? Because right now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jeff, are an underdog against the Atlanta Falcons. Four and a half here at Circa, by the way. Four and a half. Hey, Tim, I would sit my starters personally. I if I were your quarterback is forty five. Yeah, I, I would. I would. Why would you play him? I would make this a Blaine, a Blaine Gabbert game. Man, you know, what? let's get crazy. Make it a Kyle Trask game. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Do do whatever. You, you cannot be better than the four seed. You cannot be yeah. worse there, than the four there, seed. There's no point. There's no point. But knowing Todd Bowles, I would not be shocked if we see Tom Brady for a half. And I don't think that's right. Now the other counter to that is the Tampa. 
is so bad, even though they're 8-8 eight and eight and clinched a playoff spot with the NFC South Championship, that doing anything good for a half would be good. And maybe you want that. But, uh, yeah, no, look, I, don't, I actually would take the points with Tampa because here's the other thing, too, as was proven on Sunday, even though they won. Are we sure Desmond Ritter should be more than a field goal against anyone? <laughs> and I don't care if it's Gabbard or Trask or whoever it would be. I don't think Desmond Ritter should – a team quarterback by Desmond Ritter should be favored by more than a field goal against anyone. David Blau covered easily, and quite yeah. frankly, Arizona should have won the game. 2019. And I wouldn't be shocked if we get a similar scenario like that. A lot to get to as the week goes on. Sean will be back from his uh, trip down to Dallas to visit his, uh, see his beloved Tulane Green Wave. A lot more college football championship talk as well. Thank you to Jeff Parles for sitting in at Jeff Parles on Twitter. Thank you, as always, to our guest today, Ari Wasserman from The Athletic, Brian Estridge, voice of TCU. Jim Root for joining us just a moment ago. I'm Tim Murray. Femi and Wes, up next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.